Hey, you guys, welcome back to the So Lux Life podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with me today. Look, today is November 3rd. We all know that today is a very, very, very important day. It's election day. Um, the polls just closed. If you're still in line watching this, stay in line because they cannot turn you around if you're already in line. If you do have problems, there is a hotline that you can call. So you can just slide in my DMs and you know I'll get that number to you. But in the meantime, I'm excited about today's guest. We have the owner of Taylor Fitness. He is a personal trainer. His name is Varian May. Mm-hmm. Get it right, you guys. It's not Varian. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Varian. We had to kind of nice. practice on that before yeah. we started. <laughs> so how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm going to give some people some time to tune in. So you guys make sure you like um, this podcast, like this live stream, share it, and we'll be back shortly. Welcome to the So Lux Life Podcast, where our goal is to enhance the mental, physical, and spiritual luxuries in life. Make your life luxurious through knowledge, coaching, training, and technique. Visit us online at soulluxlife.com. Here's your host, Crispin J. Watson. guys love that introduction i know y'all do i know y'all love seeing it every week (laughs) 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 i'm super excited so for those that are just tuning in again this is varia may it is election day we have some hot topics to talk about but first thing first varian's going to tell you guys about himself kind of where he grew up and just how he got to be where he is today all right. Well, uh, um, my name is Varian May. Uh, like you said, the owner of Taylor Fitness here in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I was born in Fairfield and uh, raised, well, I was raised all over Alabama, but I tell everyone I was raised in Oxford. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of Oxford. It's right outside of Anniston, like on the way to uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But um, I grew up there and um, I love working out, of course. Um, I love family. I love sports and um Everything eating. I, I love to eat. <laughs> that kind of goes you because usually people that are like, you know, into fitness and everything, they're real kind of ticky about what they eat. So you kind of just eat anything. You're not one of those like I'm vegan or <laughs> anything like that. Nah, no, I, um, I, I like to live life. You know what I mean? Like I'm not vegan. I'm not pescatarian, anything like that. I try things out different in different seasons, you know, but um, I, I can't label myself any one thing because I like to, like I said, enjoy life. And I feel life is balanced. I don't <laughs> feel like you should deprive yourself of, of anything. Um, you just do use moderation. You know, I always use the 80-20 rule. So I feel like you should be able to enjoy life, but in moderation, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So y'all going getting those chicken sandwiches, eat them in moderation. Like don't eat them every day. Don't eat them three times a day. <laughs> but like you said, they definitely like enjoy life. You definitely only live once. I used to try to beat myself up over like different diets and stuff like that. But like I told my sister, like, look, if a man don't like me the way I am, this shape me being big or whatever. Like you this is what you see is what you get. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So do you have any siblings? How was like what how what was your household like growing up? Uh well we were a family of four. Uh, my mother and father and I have a little sister who's actually a um she does hair here in Birmingham, uh Barbara May. Um and we just we were a real close-knit family. Um a lot of people used to call us the, the hustles <laughs> growing up, you know. Uh, but yeah, we were very close-knit. Um 
we, we did a lot of family outings and things like that. So very, very uh, family oriented. And um, I love my little sister. And, you know, she was like my shadow growing up. How, how many years apart are you guys? Uh, we are six years apart. Oh, okay. So that's kind of a age gap there. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a pretty big age gap. So I, I was, I was, a, a, did a lot of protecting growing up. <laughs> you know? But um, yeah, yeah. I was the baby sister. Um, my sister's three years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that kind of worked out how it worked out. She used to say I used to get her in trouble a lot. It was with things I would do to get in trouble. She would right. get in trouble also because she was the big sister and then tell me to right. stop. <laughs> Hey, yeah, same thing with me. I always get in trouble for stuff she would do, or she would tell on me for something, and I would get in trouble. I think all uh, little siblings are the same. <laughs> oh, most definitely. And um, tell us about your family. Your family now. You have kids, right? Yes, yes. Uh, it's my me, my wife, and uh, three kids. I have a son that's twelve years old. Uh, Braylon's about to be a teenager. In de- here in December, um, Alan, he's four years old, just turned four. And Aiden, he is one. He just turned one years old. So, yeah, three boys. Three boys, three boys. Three yeah. black kings that you're raising. Yes, yes. yes. So um, what does that kind of look like for you? Because I'm raising um, a black son also. Apparently he's mm-hmm. two and I'm kind of just, you know, getting out there into raising a boy. Um right. And, you know, with so much, everything that's going on in the world today, from the whole George Floyd to the Breonna Taylor to, you know, everybody else that has had a run-in with the police and things like that, um, do you kind of have, like, a fear with raising Black sons in America today? Well, of course, yeah, of course I have a fear, but um, I try to, you know, do what I can in very subtle ways, not, you know, trying to make them afraid or make them scared of doing certain things. But I try to make sure that I instill within them uh, the necessary things that unfortunately we as black people have to do, especially for our boys. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to certain haircuts, they may want a certain hairstyle, you know, and I have to say, well, I, you know, I, I want them to have that. But unfortunately, where we live and, you know, the stereotypes and things like that, we have to, you know, think about is that going to be the best thing for you right now? And I try to do it to where I'm explaining and not just telling, not just saying, no, you can't do that. I try to explain why so that, you know, they'll know, especially with my uh, Quirio, I have to tell them a lot, like, you know, son, unfortunately, we have to um, be more cognizant of how we live because we, we're under a much uh, stronger microscope than some of our counterparts. Most definitely. It's one of those things like um, and I don't think people are other counterparts really understand um, the thing we as like parents have to go through some things that we have to think about that um, they don't um, right. such as like you say haircuts and like the way you dress and things like that. Like it might be fine and look good to you. But we have to remember, like the perception that we're giving off to others, making sure right. we're not looking like a threat. To society, because once you grow out of that little cute phase, like everybody thinks my son is just so, oh, he's so cute, so adorable right now. But again, what happens when he's 15 years old, six foot tall, and, you know, you're intimidated. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely one of those things. Do you want to have more kids? (laughs) I I think think we're three and done. (laughs) Those long nights. I don't know if I can do it anymore. I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> Tell me about it. I'm to the point now. My two-year-old and my seven-year-old. My she's a girl, but he'll come in my room every night, and then she'll come in and have to sleep in the bed. And she told me um, one day, like if Grant sleeps in here, I sleep in here. Like <laughs> we come as a thing. So. Um, I love it. So tell us about your business. Tell us about Tailored Fitness, um, how you got started and what kind of pushed you to get into being a personal trainer. Well, I mean, I've always been an athlete my entire life. Uh, Growing up, I played basketball, football, and I actually ran track. And um, just working out just came natural to me. And I I loved it. I love the whole science behind it. So 
Um, I wanted to do something, you know, that I enjoy, that I love, and that comes natural to me. So that was a no brainer for me. But um, I was telling you a little bit before we started, um, uh, Stephen Wiley, um, me and him, we uh, used to go to the gym all the time when I first moved to Birmingham. And um, we would go to uh, Riviera Fitness every every single day, every day. We, we didn't miss a day. We were in the gym for about two to three hours at a time. Me, Ooh. him, and another group of guys, <laughs> right. And uh, one day we just said, uh, you know, we need to be entrepreneurs, you know. So we um, at the, for the first attempt at being entrepreneurs was going to real estate school. And uh, we <laughs> that was a, a failed attempt. <laughs> right. And next time you see Steve uh, joking about it, say, what happened the first time you <laughs> went to? He didn't tell me that. He didn't right, tell me that right. part. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we just said, man, forget this. So we uh, did that. And then we said, um, what else can we do? What, what are we good at? And we both love to work out. So we said, let's get our personal training certification. So we did it. And uh, the rest was history from there. We started out at uh, George Ward Park with about 15 to 20 people. And we just grew from there. And from there, he went back into real estate. And I kept up with the uh, fitness thing and uh, went from George Ward Park to Railroad Park, where uh, I did a, a boot camp class there for um, Blue Cross Blue Shield and Railroad Park, uh, get help on the railroad. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where things really, really started to take off. Uh, we used to average about 100 to 120 people per class. Wow. And just, just grew from there. And now um, me and my business partner, uh, Luna Stevens, we're in a 6,000 square foot building uh, here in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, getting ready right now. We're doing renovations to it to try to uh, make it even better than, than what it already is. So, uh, it's been a journey, a lot of ups and downs, but I thank God for it all. I know. Amen. I was reading on your website um, that you, you're kind of like faith based with oh, your yeah. training and things like that. So how how big of a role would you say faith plays in your life and in your business? Um, I, I feel like it's 100 percent um, because I feel like you have to have faith in order to work out because you're doing it. Uh, no. <laughs> it is you're going in for a workout repetitively, uh, bringing not not harm, but you're, you're doing things that that hurt or mm -hmm. don't feel good. They put you in an uncomfortable place, but if you keep doing it, keep doing it, you become stronger and stronger and stronger. Just like our faith, you know, God puts us sometimes in situations that don't feel good, but they're for our good. So I feel like um, working out is just a, a big faith-based thing anyway. And uh, if we look at it that way, then we, we won't be so quick to give up on it or be so quick to uh, uh, start a, a diet or start a uh, workout regimen and quit if we know what it's doing for us and not think so much of what it's doing to it, where it's hurting or it's taking time away from other things you could be doing. But um, if you think about the whole of it and what it's doing for you, why, why would you not work out? Who oh, I feel so convicted right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been working out. <laughs> but honestly, I haven't looked at it like that. But just to be honest, like back when I was going to the gym heavily, you know, like when you take a break and start back, like your body, you know, kind of has to adjust. Right. And I hate the treadmill. I hate doing cardio, but I know I have to do it to slim down. Um, and I honestly, like, I would have to get on the treadmill and put it on my gospel playlist just to keep me going. <laughs> like, I'm oh, God is going to get me through this workout right, right. now. <laughs> it's definitely one of those things. Um, but I love the fact that you incorporate faith and God into your business. Oh, yeah. Because honestly, I've, I live by the Bible, right. and it does say to like write down your plans, make them plain. Pray over them, give them to God. Right. Um, so has it ever been a point where you kind of felt discouraged and you didn't want to do fitness anymore? Did it, you ever hit that bump in the road? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of times. I mean, that, that, that comes with anything that God gives you to do. Any purpose that God gives you to do, you're going to hit a plateau or you're going to hit a place where you feel like, is this for me? But you have to keep going and, and, and you have to stay true to the word that he gave you in the beginning that uh, this is for you. 
no matter what you know is in front of you, what you see is still for you. Because a lot of times we just focus on what's in front of us and, and God can see, he has a side view. So he can see the spiritual and the physical while we can only see the physical part of it. So he sees what's in the future. And a lot of times we get frustrated because we're only looking or thinking about what's right there in front of us in the physical. And um, I, I can think back to right before um, I got the building, I, I was in a place where I was like, wow, you know, I've been doing this for a while and I still don't have my own building. Like I'm still contracting out. Like I had contracts with different organizations and things like that where I would go to their facilities to train people and things of that nature. But I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm too far winded to not have my own building or things. You know, it's just my own spot to call home. And uh, I got discouraged. And, and one day I was just flipping um, through uh, Luton on, online and um, I found a building. It, it was like, wow, like this is too good to you know, pass up. So, um, hey, it just, it was, you know, I, I won't say it was all different because looking at, at the building, it was horrible. And I, I you know, um, it, it was, um, it, it, it was, it was a mess. And we had to come in and revamp the whole thing. It, it was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears put into it. Um, we probably didn't open up till about four months after actually signing the papers because we had so, so much work to do. And the thing about us is we, we didn't get any loans. We didn't get any, we did everything straight out of our own pocket. Me and me and Leonard, we um, we sweated, we worked, we learned how to lay floor, <laughs> we learned how to, how to paint everything. We had to learn on, on the fly, you know, because uh we wanted to be good stewards over what God had blessed us with. And we didn't want to, you know, go the, the long route, which I'm not downing that. I'm not saying that, you know, that's not something that is good because it is good, but we just decided that we wanted to do it our way, and our way was no loans, you know, everything. Not owing anybody anything. Not owing straight profit, not owing anybody anything off the top. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so encouraging. Um, so you mentioned back when you guys were training in Railroad Park, you all had like over a hundred people to show up. And that's oh. a lot. So um, how did yeah, you guys market and get all these people to trust you to actually train them? Well, um, when I came on, like it was just it was me by myself. Um, when I came on, um, one of my friends put my name in, in the hat to, you know, take over for someone who uh, was having a, a baby. And um, I was actually a, a fill in uh, for that person for a season. And because uh, the, the season runs from like February through October. And, um, you know, she. He ended up not coming back and, and they were like, you know, can you continue to do this? So I did it for like four years, four years straight. And as we kept going, like they told me the numbers before were like, they averaged like 10 people per class. And um, I just started pumping it out on social media, started um, kind of giving glimpses or, or small videos of what we did. Mm -hmm. and like wow, not like this is this is challenging, and um, they just started inviting more and more people, and we grew from like ten people to over a hundred in probably two months. That's amazing, um, yeah. but also encouraging because people do like what they can see, um, like the oh, video yeah. content. Like I can tell you all day that I do makeup, but until you actually like see me right. doing a face or you see my work. <laughs> Right. You're not going to buy into it, nor are you going to believe it. So since the pandemic hit, has mm -hmm. has your business taken a hit or how did that look like for you when everything was shut down in the beginning? Yeah, um, it, things definitely slowed down. But what I tell people all the time is it, it just... Um, made me use my brain a little bit more of um and it, it made me pivot not necessarily um tank or anything like that it just made me think outside the box think of how can i keep things going 
you know, in the midst of what's going on around around us right now. So I started to um, think about things to do and incorporate online. Well, I, I did a uh, online challenge um, in the beginning of it. I called it, I called it um, uh, Lean on the Quarantine Challenge. Uh, we did that and just, just trying to stay in people's faces, just trying to make sure that the brand was always, you know, still out there being pumped and also have something new coming up. Um, I'm about to... I'm about to drop it probably within the next week. Um, my birthday is next week, so uh, November 9th. So I'll probably end up dropping it, um, dropping it then. I got some, some products on the way. Oh, so y'all want to tell us what they are? They're surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I've I got them right. This is my, uh, <laughs> we got bands. So we got, this is the light band. Um, we got heavy and medium. So we're going to start out with the bands, then we're going to go to some different areas. But I, I, I just, I'll, I'll save that for, for right now. We're going to start out with, with bands. <laughs> you need to get some waist trainers. You know, females love a good waist trainer. <laughs> hey, hey, just stay tuned. That's all I say. Stay tuned. <laughs> that waist trainer is so off topic. Do they really work? Because some people are like, no, they don't really work. You know, you got to do the work, which I know you have to put the work in, but do they help in some way at least? Yes. And um, I say sweat belts over waist trainers. Because um, waist trainers are sometimes like corsets and they um, can like smash your organs together which is definitely not good internally you know so i say no to the corset because of what it can do to your internal organs but mm -hmm. yet to sweat belts because what a sweat belt is is really going to do it, it doesn't magically make you lose weight or anything like that basically <laughs> all it does is what it says it's a sweat belt it makes you sweat water weight off so sweating water weight off in your midsection, just say if you're drinking a gallon of water a day, um, you're sweating it off with with the actual belt. And it's, it's doing somewhat of shaping you, you know, kind of giving you a, a, a curvature, uh, you know, in your midsection. But as far as um, what the corset does, is nothing close. So I say yes to the uh, sweat belt. No to the waist trainers. <laughs> no to the waist trainers. I know y'all hate to hear that, but <laughs> <laughs> I had a waist trainer that I never wear because honestly, like I suffocate when I put it on. Like when I messed around and slept in it one day yeah. and woke up like out of breath. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want that because <laughs> I can imagine what, what the organs look like on the inside being smushed together, not being able to you know work properly. So. Yeah, I, I say definitely yes to the uh, sweat belt, though, because, I mean, it's just basically getting off water weight. And a lot of the weight uh, that we have comes from water weight. So, I mean, uh, to get that off, major, major um, results, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, but and that's kind of it's crazy because they tell you to drink a lot of water when you're working out and things like that. Yeah. But you have to because in order to release water, you have to drink water. And we retain water when we don't drink enough, you know. So when you drink a lot of it, you flush it out of it. So you're not retaining as much water. So that's why you have to drink a lot of water. And that's why they try to get at least, well, you want to get at least half your body weight in ounces per day. But um, I like to try to challenge my people. I always say, try to get a gallon. Try to get a gallon. Yeah, I was doing that at one point, and I promised I was having to go to the bathroom like 20 times throughout the day. I guess my body just wasn't used to it. Right. <laughs> Even to the point when I used to work in my car, because be like, why are you going to the bathroom so much? Like, y'all this water I'm drinking over here. Right. But, <laughs> but I mean, it takes a while for your body to get used to all the water that, that, that you drink, especially if you, you know, go from – a, a glass or a bottle a day to a gallon. <laughs> you know, you got to slowly work your way up to, you know, drinking a gallon of water a day or you're going to be in the bathroom all the time. <laughs> I guess that was my issue. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I promise they were like, are you okay? Because you're going to the bathroom a lot. Right. <laughs> uh -huh. 
So um, what are some of the challenges you would say with being a business owner? Um, some of the challenges being a business owner. Um, I would say for me having a family, I would say balance because mm -hmm. it does take a lot to um, to, first of all, have a business. And then when you have a business, a brick and mortar that you're running day to day. So you're not only running a household, but you're running a actual brick and mortar business, which is just like another household in itself. So to be able to balance is a, a big juggling experience. But hey, if, if the people before me do it, I can do it. And if I can do it, anybody that's trying to get into it can do it. So, I mean, it, it does come with a lot of growing pain. And my wife reminds me daily to keep that balance. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to make sure that I stay as balanced as possible <laughs> or it's going to be some trouble. Oh, I can believe it. Um, I have like a family member now that he's been kind of struggling with putting so much into his business and right. kind of putting his relationship on the back burner. And right. it's kind of affecting him now. Um so do you have any tips on like that work-life balance? Do you have just like set hours that you dedicate to work or do you have like a certain time that you're home for dinner or anything like that? Yes. Um, what I try to do, um, I try to, to always first, um, my wife, she actually, she, she made me do this. So now it's second nature. I, um, Run, run by her if I'm taking on a new client or anything like that. I'm I ask her, um, is is this a good time, you know, or is something else going on? Do I need to be here for this? Or you know, just you have to keep the window of communication open. And, and I've not been so good at that, <laughs> you know, earlier on. But she's definitely coached me and uh, you know made me a better communicator of what I have going on so that we can have a better flow in our household. And um, I think that's that's definitely key is uh, communication and also just setting boundaries. You know, if you say um, I'm not going to, to work after a certain time or I'm going home at a certain time, stick mm -hmm. to that boundary. Don't don't um, don't take on something else when you already set that boundary to say, hey, I'm going to be at home to eat dinner at uh, eight o'clock, or I'm going to not work on uh, Saturday, so that's family time. Mm -hmm. And although it's hard, I guarantee you that if, if the business is meant for you, it's going to be there during the hours that you set for operation. <laughs> so stay tuned to your hours of operation and, um, I mean, it, it also holds exclusivity. I mean, uh, it makes people say, okay, I got to get in during this time or I'm not going to be able to get with them. And if you're good, then they're going to come during your hours. Mm -hmm. you know? so don't, don't, don't run yourself thin or sell your family short or your, your loved ones or your significant others short for trying to be Superman in, in business because it will come. Most definitely. And I like how you mentioned how your wife kind of helps you with that balance. Um, she's taught you to communicate better and, you know, y'all just are on the same page with that. So would you say, um, and I'm sure the answer is yes, but um, <laughs> as getting married, has that like helped you as a man, help you grow as like a man, as an entrepreneur, as a businessman? Oh yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Especially with having a business partner and, and, working through um like disagreements or things that you may not agree on because different people have different views mm -hmm. and and having a, a messy both both of us are married so we understand uh that anytime you put two different people together you're gonna have two different backgrounds you're gonna have two different ways of thinking one person is going to be good at something or the other person is going to be good at another thing. And you, you just learn how to use your strengths. And, and most of the times um, one person's strength is the other person's weakness and vice versa. So I feel like marriage is, just, it, it, it helps. I, I feel like it helps you in life period because it helps you how to learn how to um, coexist with uh, people who may not have uh, 
the same interest, may not have the same backgrounds, the same um, likes, dislikes, just just it, it just shows you how to coexist with different people. So I feel like marriage as a whole is um, is a great thing. And I feel like especially in our community, I feel like we need to see more marriages um, you know, succeeding and making it. And I feel like uh, we need to use social media to just pump uh, as much as we can, like the success of black marriage, because I feel like a lot of the changes that we want to see, it, it will come out of successful black marriages because when the marriage is successful, the children uh, are, are healthy. They, they have a, a, a better view of themselves. They have more self-esteem. They, they just, they become better products to society. I, I, I feel like, yeah. you know, and um, I just, I just feel like uh, it, it all starts within the black family, the black household, the makeup, and just a husband and wife with kids, you know. Most definitely, because um, I was once married, I'm divorced now, and that's kind of one of the challenges I'm dealing with, because I grew up in a two-parent household, so of course, you know, this, that's what I saw every day, like my mom and dad, they didn't used to fight, um, but now I'm challenged with, you know, trying to raise two kids being a single mom, especially a son in today's society, but I did right. like to put that out there, that um, definitely, I I do and no, you know, no offense to anyone that wasn't raised in a two-parent household. I'm sure y'all are great citizens to society. But I right. do feel like you said it helps. It helps mold them. Um because I honestly feel like my two-year-old, he's a boy, he just runs over me. And I think it's because I'm a female, but when he's like around my dad or other male figures, I'm telling you he's right. a different kid. Like <laughs> right, right, exactly. And it, 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 it takes that, especially for boys, that they have to have somebody that they, you know, look up to and respect at the same time. And, you know, they, they, they need to see that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's why I think just it, it's, it's necessary. It's, it's, it's really, really necessary. I totally agree. Um, and we, like you said, we definitely need to put that more out there more. Um, if you're black, you're married, you know, show us your black love so we can see. <laughs> exactly. And I think a lot of the times people are apprehensive to do that because um, they're like, I don't want to put myself out there because we're we're not perfect, you know, or, or, or uh, it's just a photo op, but we're going through this or going through that. But at the same time, I mean, nothing is perfect and nothing is going to be easy. But right. you still have to put it out there that it can be done. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I, I feel like um, if you are if you're married and you're married for a number of years and um, you're you know happy, I, I feel like you, you need to take on <laughs> some younger couples, take on some younger people, and just show them. Uh, you know, it's not going to be easy, but it can be done. You know. Most definitely. Now, if you out there married in Sheen, let's get this one now. Okay? Right. <laughs> get yourself together. Right. Seriously, like I have married men in my inbox. Sometimes I'm like, okay. <laughs> then I'll see like the wife posting like a happily married photo, and I'm like, right. I'm still <laughs> on this one. <laughs> right. Right. Now, don't need none of that now. <laughs> Most definitely. So if you're out there and you are married, definitely do right. I hate to see that. There's one thing I hate to see. Um, right. Cheating on your spouse. Just stay single if you're not ready. <laughs> right. Right. It's not that hard. Um, so speaking of which, so like as a black man, you know, today's election day. Did you vote? I got my sticker on. Oh, most definitely. I got my sticker on my jacket, but yes, <laughs> I, I, I definitely voted. Yes. How was it? How long did you have to wait in line? Well, I didn't wait too long. Um, where I vote at is rural. So I went in there. I was in there maybe five, 10 minutes. And I, oh, wow. I was there two hours. Hey, I still would have done it, though, because, I mean, it's, it's so important. It's, it's so like, important. Was it do or die. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Life or death. So what what did this election um, kind of mean to you? 
Um, to me, it it, it means um, well, voting to me period is is a a lot, a lot of people I see on social media have um, looked at voting as I guess it doesn't matter, especially for the presidential election and things of that nature. And I'm I, I just look at them with disgust because I'm like. Um, people before us died for us to just have the right to vote, to go and cast a ballot. And I feel like that's a slap in their faces to say that the act of voting doesn't matter or uh, you live in a, a area that's predominantly a certain way. So you're going to not vote because the majority is such and such. It doesn't matter because a lot of people don't understand that when you vote, you show representation. And although it may be the majority, um, politicians, they, they look at the numbers and they see who's voting, who's not voting. So they see uh, where they need to put or want to put their time and effort into. So if you're not voting, not letting yourself be known that, hey, there is a, although there's a majority, there's a pretty big minority over here from, from these votes. Let me go over here let me do something in this community for that you know minority so maybe i can swing them this way because i mean if we be honest politics is is scratching backs you scratch my eyes yours. you know you vote for me i do something for you so just the whole notion that your vote doesn't count that that that's so that's so ignorant to me i mean I, i'll be honest for lack of better words that's just it's it's, it's ignorant to me and it's uh irresponsible and selfish i mean if you can't vote for yourself Vote for your children. Vote for your nieces and nephews. Vote for the people um, in, in the in, in the future because uh, I mean they're all depending on us to 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 get it right. The time that we're in right now is so integral. Like every move we make, it, it's going to affect the future. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, I feel like voting it reaches back and it honors the people before us and it reaches forward and hope. For the, the for the youth for the future to say okay we might actually get to see the dream that Martin Luther King you know spoke about you know we might actually live in it totally where we're just we have one foot in but one foot is still out we're not there yet. we're not there yet. but we're getting there right we'll eventually get there and we just have to keep hope alive you know do our part and keep hope alive. Most definitely. Um, and I feel the same exact way. I think it's pure ignorance when you definitely have the option to vote and you don't exercise it. And those are usually the people that are complaining the most about right. what's going on. And I'm like, well, did you vote? Well, no. Right. No vote, no voice. So exactly. <laughs> keep the energy like you wait in line for Jordans and everything right. else. Exactly. You wait in line at the polls. So. Right. And I even saw today people were on social media, like bashing people for posting a picture of their sticker. Like, let people post their sticker. Like, why? Oh. what is that hurting you? <laughs> I, I saw the same thing. And I'm like, these people are so uninformed. You know, it's just <laughs> and posting stickers. I feel like you post everything else on social media to get everyone else to do a certain thing. Why not post your sticker? And make it be a wave so people are like, I don't want to be left out next time. Let me go vote again. My sticker, right? Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely, but that goes back to a mindset. Um, people don't realize your people, our people have died for this. Exactly. Um, they, some people back in the day never thought they would see the day when black people did have the opportunity to vote. Right. So um if you're watching this and you didn't vote, shame on you. You should right. feel really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you get out. And not just in presidential elections, local elections, um, every single thing. I vote in every single election. I don't care if it's one person on the ballot, I'm going to go too. vote. I do too. <laughs> and if it's not my party, look, I might just turn it in. <laughs> this is one of those things. Right, somebody in, right? Mickey Mouse, yeah. So. <laughs> 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 LeBron and yeah, exactly, exactly. 
Uh, I, I can't stand it. So definitely. I think that also goes back um, to black families and us instilling in our children the importance of getting out and voting. Um, so we all know the school systems nowadays, they're trying to um, kind of do away with history and what really happened. And I think it's because I can tell you, like me going to school, I can't remember learning about black history. Right. Might have learned about slavery just a little bit, but it really wasn't until I went to an HBCU right. where I really learned like what was going on back in the day. So we definitely have to make sure we're informed so we can tell our children and they tell their children's children um, right. about the history that they try to suppress here so <laughs> and they don't want to tell you about anybody but martin luther king you know and although that is my you know fraternal brother but i mean <laughs> so 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 many more black figures that we need to know about other than martin luther king i mean i i, I love him but we need to do do better about learning about our history and the totality of it Yes, most definitely break some of those mental barriers. Um, if you don't know where you've been, you don't know, you know, where you're going. You don't appreciate where you are right now, really. So exactly. One of those things. So another topic I did want to talk about. Hope y'all got that spill on voting. So this next, you know, election is going to come up <laughs> for your local counties and things like that. We better see y'all out there. Right. Um, <laughs> but um, men and mental health. And this is a topic, you know, a lot of men, they don't feel like they have mental health problems. Um, but some of them are just like going through some things and just don't even realize that they need someone to talk to. So um, how how hard or how easy is it for you to kind of express your emotions and like realize when you have a problem and you like you really need to talk to someone? Well, um I, I definitely I'm a I'm I'm an extroverted introvert introvert. That <laughs> um, I'm an extrovert as far as communicating, talking to people, and things of that nature. But when it comes to like problems or things like going on with me, I don't I don't talk to a lot of people. You know, I, I tend to hold things in. But um, I, I'm definitely definitely getting to a point where I feel like you know I want to explore. Um, I like working with a counselor and things of that nature, just to get some, some things off, you know, or, or outside of my head, because I'm, I'm so like, I always look out for other people or I'm always thinking of how can I help someone else that mm -hmm. I tend to get about myself. And a lot of times men, we're all like that. A lot of us are, you know, where we have families that we have to uh, take care of and we have to provide, produce and protect for that. We don't, Think about providing, producing, protecting ourselves, especially with, when it pertains to mental health. Um, I was talking to one of my um, one of my clients the other morning, and he was just like, "Man, you know, um, going through a lot right now, and sometimes I want to I want to talk to somebody, but in this stuff, I can't even talk to my wife about, you know. And it's it's not anything crazy, but you know, it's just stuff that." It's certain stuff that men go through that women just won't understand. And it's certain stuff that women go through that men just won't understand or can't fathom. Like, um, I may not understand how my wife uh, handles things with the kids because I just don't see it that way. Just like she may not understand how I handle stuff with the kids because we just don't we don't handle them the same way. We, we aren't built the same. So I feel like uh, men, we have to do a better job of reaching out to these uh, available outlets and, and getting the uh, mental attention and help that we need so that we can be better equipped to provide, produce and protect as men um, and fathers. Uh, so we're not um, leading hurt, you know, or, or uh, you know, projecting things on our kids or our wives because we hold it in, mm -hmm. you know, Feel like in order for us to be better men, better leaders of our household, we definitely have to step into that realm. And especially with all the trauma that we're going through right now, um, with uh, you know George Floyd and, and just just everything going on, and not to mention we're in the middle of a pandemic. 
Man, all this is over. I feel like we all need to just get, be in line like we were a vote today at somebody's uh, couch, <laughs> you know, to sit down and, and get some of this stuff off our, <laughs> off our heart. Yeah. That's real, though. And, um, you know, a lot of Black families, older Black people, um, they don't really believe in that. You know, they kind of tell you, oh, just talk to the Lord, pray about it. You're good. You know, right. you don't need no counselor. Right. right. But if God made counselors, I mean, he made them to <laughs> to use. You know, exactly. he, he people there to, to use, just like he made me a trainer, you know, to help people learn how to work out and equip them with the necessary tools. He made counselors to give us the necessary tools to make it through life mentally, you know, and I feel like we do have to use it. But if you think back as far as boys, uh, if a boy falls and gets hurt, the natural tendency to tell that boy is shake it off. You're OK. You, you good. You better not cry. You, you good. You know, and, um, you know, you're more so. Uh, you almost so coddle a girl or tell her, "Oh, baby, you okay?" You know, and, and mm-hmm. you know, so so it's easier for a woman to express their feelings than it is sometimes for men because of how we were just brought up. You know, period. Like we were brought up to say, "You okay?" You know, no matter what you're going through, you okay? Or you got cut, you'll be okay. It's just a little blood, you'll be all right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's for real, though, because uh, I've caught myself doing it, though, and I'm guilty. My son, if I'm like, you better not cry. <laughs> right. Hey, we all do it. I do it. You know, I do it for my boys. You know, I'm like, you all right, boy. Get up. <laughs> yeah, because we don't want them to be soft, but at the same time, right. I don't want him to feel like he can't come talk to me and right. express when, you know, something's on his mind or anything like that. Um I see a therapist. This is one of the best things I could have ever done. And like people, your insurance usually covers therapy. So take yeah. advantage of it. Um, yeah. And I've I, done it radically off and on, but I said I need to get with somebody, uh, you know, more, I guess, scheduled. <laughs> I've just become scheduled. Like I stopped for a couple of years. I went to one a few years back when I was going through my divorce. That was the first time I'd ever been to one because before then I was like, oh, I don't need a counselor and everything. Right. But right. I went to one then and like now with me um, being an entrepreneur, getting into real estate, um, being a single mom and then virtual learning on top of that is just like mm-hmm. an added layer. Right, right. <laughs> of- and I didn't even realize I was like dealing with like chronic stress until I talked to my therapist and he was like, you know, you're used to working and being away from your kids for like eight hours throughout the day. You didn't necessarily ask to be given. You weren't asked. You didn't go to school to be a teacher. At so, all. You, know, you know, a lot of her have become teachers and that's that's not what we would call do so it's a lot of stress and trauma that comes from that along with uh kids having uh summer stomachs you know they, they they're eating everything that they see you know it's all day day. Long. like you don't eat all day at school like let's act like this is this school exactly exactly it's definitely one of those things i've had to kind of train myself to Find some time for self care and just me right. time because I'm around them like 24 seven. And thank right. God, uh, my parents help. Like they're in Mississippi, but they do help me out. Like they'll get them for like a week at a time, just so I can kind of clear my mind and be free. But it's like yeah. when they leave and then they come back, I had to train them all over again because they right. got comfortable in there and with their grandparents. Right. Right. Yeah, it's the same way, but you got to love that support system. And oh, I have it well, you know, my mom and dad and my uh, mother-in-law. I uh, mean, that that whole village, man, that is it's necessary. Oh it's, yeah, it's necessary. yeah. I, I actually find myself praying and thank God for like my support system because right. I don't see how people do it. Like some people that have absolutely nobody, right. Yo, like uh, I commend you, like hats off to you guys that are doing it alone by yourself. <laughs> exactly. So um so like speaking of like support systems, um, how important is mentorship to you? 
Um, well, I feel like um, it's, it's very, very important. And I feel like um, right now where we're at, we're in a wave of um, entrepreneurship. And I feel like before us, uh, it was go to college, you know, where the American dream for us as black people was to go to college, you know, get your degree. You know, that's that's, you know, the big thing. And I feel like now entrepreneurship is the big thing. So for, for us in, in this wave of this era, we are um, set with the responsibility to mentor those that come after us and, and tell them, okay, this is what I did. This is where I messed up. This is where I got it right. So I feel like as a people, if we keep the trend, uh, although we are behind this in some areas, if we keep the mentorship uh, and keep those lines of communication open, then there's no telling where we can be uh, in, in the future. And I feel like mentorship is a part of that. Uh, being a mentor and actually being a mentor. You know, um, I have, you know, many mentors uh, along the way. None of them are actually in my field, <laughs> unfortunately. But I have um, a lot of mentors that I, that I look up to. And one of my biggest is my dad. Um, but um, I have a lot of outside mentors as, as well. But um, I feel like if if they take the time to mentor me, then it's my obligation to take on somebody else to mentor them. So over the years, I've mentored a lot of people, especially in the fitness business, get started showing them the ropes as far as, um, you know, what to do and when, uh, even on the business side, what you need to do to uh, get an LLC. Uh, what do I need as far as taxes? What do I need to do as far as um do I need a brick and mortar building or do I need to stick with contract work? Do I need to personal train? Do I need to group train? It's, it's a lot. Um, Cause you have a lot of questions when you embark upon, you know, something like uh, being an entrepreneur. And I feel like we make it easy. And, and a lot of people like before us, I feel like they felt like, um, well, I did it myself. So you can do it yourself too. But I feel like we, we, uh, we short ourselves. We short our future when we, have that attitude. I feel like if, if you know how to do it, if you know the way, show them. You don't you don't have to give them everything. Give them something to you know look forward to or give them something to work at, but mm -hmm. help, them, help them get get started. So I mean it's enough out here for everybody. You know, I think a lot of people are scared that if I mentor somebody or if I help somebody along the way, they're gonna outdo me. Yeah. Can't have that attitude, man. I mean it, it's it's so mm -hmm. much for everybody. You you have to be able to uh, to help the next person along the way, even if you were helped or not. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely how you get your blessings um, right. by helping other people. And I've known people like that, like they don't want to tell you nothing because they feel right. like you're going to be competition. Right. But like, like what's for you is going to always come to you. Exactly. Um, <laughs> like nobody can take that away. Um, you can give them the recipe, but the sauce won't taste the same. So. Right. And if you're good at what you do, what do you have to worry about anyway? <laughs> exactly. It's a mindset. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Um, so kind of tell us what are some of the upcoming goals? You kind of showed us some of the um, upcoming products that you show us again for the people that might have <laughs> missed that part. <laughs> so uh, this is the light band here. This is. Um, can you see it? Got so these are the bands that like go around your legs. Right, they go around your legs, your waist. You can put them on your arms. You can you can do a lot of different uh, exercises with them. But what I like um, about the bands, the the glute the glute bands, is that they um, of course they work your glutes for you know women if you, you're trying to target the glute area. Don't go no injections. Right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, what what they do is. Uh, work your hips and your glutes. And if you're trying to get a good squat, what a lot of people don't don't know about squats, your squats is all in your ankles, in your hips, and in your glutes. So with these bands, they open up, open up your hips after you do them repetitively and the range of motion opens up. So your squats are better. So you can have a deeper, uh, a better squat, you know, so, so it helps you all around. It helps those little muscles but when you work in the big muscles, it's easy to actually uh, perform the, the, the movements, the big movements. So these are going on sale when? 
I'm probably gonna drop them on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> November ninth, y'all be on the lookout. So yeah, we got three different colors. This is the the heavy band right here. Um, then we got the medium, the medium band right there. So, so how do we know which one we need? Get them all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just 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 get them all. But I would definitely say for a beginner, get the light or the medium. Uh, the heavy is, is really heavy. So it, that, that's for someone who's been working their way up um, and, you know, have good hips and strong glutes uh, to the point where you're ready for that. But I would definitely say start at light or medium. See me, I would try to start at the heavy knowing I ain't been working out. <laughs> Let me bypass all of this and just get, get right to it. <laughs> what are some other goals and things you see for tailored fitness in the future? Um... I'm I'm I always I have plans, but what I try to always do is leave room for God to mm. do his thing. You know, I, I I I set plans as far as like broad goals, but I, I say God, whatever you want me to do or where you want me to be, let me open myself up to where I don't put so much on my uh, to-do list or I don't want to plan so much and say I want to be right here in three years or right here in five years or right here I say God whatever your will is let me open myself up to whatever it may be now any good business person is going to have goals or forecasts and things of that nature now, I, I do do that I have that, but as far as um, where I want to be I, I, I can't I can't say that because I I know um, I know what God's already done for me, you know, in the period of time that I've already done it. And I didn't really uh, just write down and say by this year, I want to have this or this year. I want to, he just kind of worked everything out because I trusted him. You know, I, I, I trusted him even when I couldn't trace him, I trusted him and he hasn't failed me yet. And I don't see him failing me in the future. So I kind of leave my, my, uh, my future plans up to God. Most definitely. I interviewed this one entrepreneur, actually like my very first interview I did with someone and Mm I asked her the same question. I liked her answer. She was like, you know, I don't, I don't really voice and speak goals that I see for myself because I don't want to short, short change God. Like he might have something so much bigger and I don't want to downplay it by putting my human mind to it when he has like the bigger picture. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I've enjoyed you today. It's been a fun hour here. So um tell us how our audience can connect with you. How can they um are, are you taking clients? I know you say you kind of have to run that by your wife, but if is <laughs> looking for personal training, are you taking clients? But yeah, right now I'm 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 booked solid for personal training. Um, but my total body transformation class is pretty much always open to take people up. Right now during COVID, I'm trying to put a cap on it though. So you have to get in um, like a new class or new session starts Thursday, and um, I try to keep it at under a certain number of people. And for the people who don't get in, I, I put them on the you know list for for the following month. But um, I definitely try to make sure that we have social distancing going on. But um, right now with the renovations that we have going on at the building, we, we have much more open space because what we had before, we had like 10 rooms. So now we're busting all that down. So we have so much more room. It's almost like a 50 yard football field in oh, there. Wow. You have the turf and everything in there too. So um I'd definitely be able to push those numbers up and um definitely invite more people to come along with that. But definitely check check me out on www.taylorfitness.com and you can see some of the videos of some of the classes and see some of the testimonials. Um man, uh it, it's just a, a lot of lot of huge testimonials over the years, man. Uh, God has been good. Um, you know, and and I, I guess he apparently trusts me with his people because you know, 
they, they keep coming and they keep getting results. You know, that's 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 why I always say I'm working on something. That, that that's my slogan. I'm always working on something, and <laughs> I'm always working on something and trying to be better. You know, and I'm always trying to equip and empower them to be the best versions of themselves. So if if this is you, if you want to come on board, feel free to come on. Can't get you in personal training right now, but I can get you in boot camp. <laughs> I love that's such a blessing. Like it's a blessing to be busy. So right. Right. I love it. So definitely, thank you so much, Marian, for coming on the podcast. It's been oh, yes. amazing. Um, I see Tara go over here in the comments. She said, "Amen." So <laughs> 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 definitely, y'all check him out. And um, just one other announcement here: while we're here, Wiley Elite Homes, we are having a Thanksgiving food and co drive. So if you're in the giving spirit, from November the second to November the twentieth, we are taking all canned goods. Um, Nothing specific, anything that you like. If you just have canned goods that aren't expired in your pantry that you haven't eaten, just grab those and bring them out of the office. Um, 2231 Victory Lane, Suite 900. I'll definitely post more about that in the future. And we're also taking coats. So if you have an old coat in your closet, try to wash it first if you can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, we'll, we we welcome anything and you know, it's it's time to be in the giving spirit here. Christmas is among us and oh, yeah. you know, you have to be a blessing to receive a blessing. Right. It's tell Steve, you need to get rid of that starter jacket that, that, that you always wear, man. That that starter jacket from the 90s, you need to get rid of it, it and, and, and put it up. You gotta get rid of it, man. <laughs> it's too little. <laughs> so thanks you guys don't forget to like share and definitely comment go back and rewatch the replay will be on apple Podcasts, google play spotify pandora music amazon music all of those so stay tuned <laughs>